This is the Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge, where I cover or uncover some of the biggest coaching industry questions that many of us are asking so that we can get underneath what makes coaching work and where it might even go wrong for individuals and as an industry to help its reputation and worth grow well into the 22nd century to have even more impact. I hope you enjoy the series. Hey and welcome back to this episode of Coaching Uncovered. I am really excited for you to hear my chat with Janine today. We had a really wide-ranging chat all around the topic of how we define ourselves as coaches. Janine's a marketing coach and we talked about the overlap between marketing and business coach and then added in this mindset coach definition too because it felt relevant and you'll hear us talk about how we describe ourselves and how we define what we do as well and how that can get confusing even for the people who are doing it. I look forward to hearing what you think about this episode. Hi Janine, I'm really excited to have you here because I've wanted to talk to you for a while. A few reasons. Number one, your secret marketing show is genius and I hope you're going to tell us a bit more about that. And number two, I wanted to get you on so that we could have a really cool chat about definitions probably how we market ourselves will come in there as well but certainly the differences between different types of support and particularly coaches and I knew that you'd be good to talk about this because I know that you talk in your secret marketing show about what we say we are and what we say we can provide and do for people and how we market ourselves sure but then what people understand uh, they can get from us. Mm. So Janine, tell us who you are firstly, because I want everybody to know who you are. Who am I? <laughs> um, first of all, thank you for having me. Very exciting. Welcome. Um, I'm, I'm a marketing coach. I think that's what I have decided to call myself. Um, and it, it ties into the discussions we'll have because I feel like there's two camps um, of of thinking around what a coach is. And there's one camp that's firmly in there, you need to be accredited to call yourself a coach. And there's another camp that kind of feels like, well, what, how else do I describe the activity of trying to tease out good decisions from my client? Um, you know, uh, and I've, I've actually had a client who, who is a, who accredits other coaches. And she was actually saying, you know, I think if you've got the experience and you've got maybe training behind you as well, then, you know, and you're using a coaching approach, it's fine to call yourself a coach, even if you don't have letters after your name or specific certifications. So it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point as well. I'm actually going to do a whole episode on should we be accredited and aligned to a, you know, what does it mean when we are? So I love that that's also part of the conversation. It becomes part of the coaching conversation, doesn't it? Like when you're supporting people um, and helping to change their lives in some way, she says, <laughs> you, you want to be able to know that you've either got some experience or something behind you, don't you? Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I do call myself just, you know, the very, very short description. I call myself a marketing coach. Um, sometimes I put a slash in there slash mentor or slash consultant yeah if I feel like mixing it up a bit (laughs) and what about your secret marketing show yeah it was um (laughs) 
it's a funny old thing. And I haven't, I haven't done a series for a few months now and people sometimes meet me online, generally on LinkedIn, and they don't know about it. And I actually had somebody recently giving me tips on how to get myself on video. And I was like, yeah, I'm over the nerves. Thanks, though. I'm, I'm kind of, I've kind of, <laughs> that horse has bolted. <laughs> Secretly send them a link to the show. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm over that. Now, my secret marketing show, I've done a couple of series. Um, and I think there were both about six episodes per series. And I, what I tried to do was make my points about marketing in a satirical way and I would dress up as characters and write my own scripts and act them out and edit them myself and well the second series I got somebody else to edit them um a lot of fun to do and it's been fabulous for my visibility brilliant it's so good so with that in mind then you've said you're a marketing coach simply slash consultant mm. <laughs> slash mental what do you think about those definitions um, I mean, oh, it's so tricky, isn't it? Because it will mean different things to different people. And quite frankly, marketing means different things to different people, which is really pro problematic. So you might get a marketing coach that actually coaches people on how to use social media, or you might get a marketing coach that is, is focused on messaging or copywriting, or, you know, there's, there's so many valid ways to interpret it. Um, so I do usually caveat it with like a longer blurb right um it, i think it's there's no there's no neat way to describe what i do i don't know whether you feel like that too i feel very much like that and similarly um you know one of the reasons why i thought it would be great for us to talk about through this is because when i started to move into the concept of business more so than anything else it was a real struggle to, to understand what's behind that. Just like if you call yourself a business coach, business consultant, business mentor, you might be helping someone with their money, with their confidence to show themselves, sometimes with a bit of their marketing. You might be helping them with their strategy. You might be helping them with their energy. <laughs> I don't think it cuts it to say you're a business something I think you have to be much more specific the title helps you to be defined in the general area but without understanding business of what it makes it really difficult and and really that leads me to the part that I really want to understand that maybe we can help people understand as well but part of this is is the debate isn't it what is do you think can it even be answered what is the difference between a marketing coach and a business coach is there one um it's interesting because I was, I was almost toying with the idea of calling myself a business coach because um because i'm i'm more strategic it's sort of high level do you know where you're going how are you going to get there you know are you focusing your time and energy in the right place um but in the end i stuck to marketing because that's my background and and in the end that's the area I'm going to um, gravitate towards and I have more knowledge about. Yeah. So the, the, the distinction is really slight um, because even if, if I notice somebody wasting money or energy on a certain thing that I didn't think was giving them a return, I would tell them. Yeah. But that, that is, I would say, business coaching. So I think there's a, yeah, it's hard to define that. Really. Yeah. And, and so then what would you say... Um, a bit more of business coaching is as opposed to marketing coaching 
my immediate response would be something like it's slightly higher level, which was really not helpful. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Um, so I like to, I like to say that there are only a very small handful of valid marketing objectives, right? Kind of, you know, are you visit, building your brand, building your visibility and trying to build an audience, which is quite a long-term thing. Are you trying to get leads in and it's lead generation? It's very sort of sales and profit focus. Are you doing, are some of your activities going to enable you to do both? And there's another one that I, I like to talk about, um, which is get the cash in. You know, I want five grand in this time period. I just need this money for this investment or for this holiday <laughs> um, or to plug a gap or to pay off my credit card. And how can you put something together that your current audience will buy and it's going to be an easy sell? And that's the only time I would advocate veering off slightly from your from your core. Um, so what I see is, so I'm going off on a tangent here. I'm, I see a few people, a lot of people <laughs> getting a little bit blindsided by this. Um, I'll just offer something cheap and cheerful, like a 99 pound call. I see a lot of people saying 99 pound call, which is fab, but not if it becomes your main offer. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that. And I, that's not going off on a tangent at all. Tell us more about it. <laughs> oh, that's it's one of the things I notice. It's sort of like, ah, okay, you're offering a £99 call, but it appears to me that that's the only thing you're offering, and that is bad. Why would you say that that kind of guidance may not be business coaching? Perhaps you're not saying it's not, but what's that not doing about business? What's, what's the difference? So, yeah, that was the bit that I didn't finish off. <laughs> Um, so that's, that's what I've got. That's how I kind of structure my work with my clients is, okay, what are they aiming for? What are their ambitions with regards to brand building and audience building? And do they want to be famous or do they not? How, you know, what are their revenue ambitions? How, how, how can we do that in the most efficient way? I suppose a business, a business, uh, coach is, is slightly above that. Um, it might be bigger shifts that you want in revenue mm. like uh, total revenue um so the best example i can think of is a business coach, coach i've worked with recently uh, as my business coach and she is now targeting people who are on the, on the top end of uh, six figures and they want to go over to seven figures you know i wouldn't that's that's quite a strategic shift um you would need somebody who really knew the nitty-gritty and maybe developed their own businesses and sold them yeah. and, and that kind of thing i don't have that experience so i suppose that that is yeah. a kind of defining line maybe whereas you could also get a business coach who works with new startup small businesses who are looking to um you know specifically sell a product uh, yeah. to shops for example which is very different kind of business but it's still a business coach yeah Right. Interesting. Yeah. And you, you always get sort of niches uh, amongst there. Like I, I don't really try and work with product based businesses. It's just not where my experience is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there's a definition and the difference between service and product, which is quite important, isn't it, really? And, and I think a client looking for whether it's marketing or business, it's important for them to know whether or not they want someone who has had the same experience as them. So they can slightly get more mentoring advice, although they might also call themselves a coach, the person they're looking to, to get support from, or whether they don't mind whether it's about a product or a service-based business, but they, they like the, 
the coach's experience or they like the way the coach speaks. That's something that's quite interesting, isn't it? Around mm-hmm. do I want someone who's had my experience and I learn from them, or do I want someone who can I don't care about their experience, I just like the way that they can guide me in the future. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think it's personal, isn't it? It's a very personal choice that you make if you're seeking a bit of guidance or help with your business or marketing strategy. Because I do, I I used to suffer terribly with comparisonitis when I saw some social media stars and I was thinking, oh God, well, who's going to want to work with me when there's these famous people with this big voice and they've got a million followers and they're selling all these different things and people are going to look at me and I'm like, don't even have time to post on Instagram. Um, And now I see the difference because I've got a, a formal marketing training. I've got years and years and years of working with big businesses in the marketing departments, working with small businesses. And it's the structure and strategy that is my selling point. So I'm, I'm like fundamentally different from the people who've carved the path. You know, I'm, I'm an internet sensation. I've got all this residual income. I'm, you know, cooking on gas. I know how to create social media posts that get engagement, blah, blah, blah. Fabulous. Very valuable. If that's what you want, um, completely different from what I do. <laughs> I think that's a really lovely message to say. Um, I, you know, I, I think similarly, it can feel around sort of thinking about well-being and your mindset and yes, mental health, but generally about looking after yourself as well. That's certainly where I've come from originally. And similarly, you sort of think actually, what, what on earth kind of impact can you make if you don't have a large audience but I think switching that into where does your voice have value and where does your experience um, provide value for the very valid people who don't necessarily want that kind of uh, uh, kind of experience is really vital and I'm glad you did that because otherwise you would have spent all your time comparing and not have reached you know the levels that you've got maybe the secret marketing show wouldn't have existed because you'd have thought well what's the point oh absolutely you're probably quite right that was probably a symptom of me getting over my own mindset gremlins that I felt that I could do something really wacky you know on LinkedIn (laughs) the last place you expect anything wacky because surely that's just for corporates (laughs) for corporates and suited and booted and things yeah so on that note actually you've said that you've said the phrase that um is another thing that we might get confused with could you do you think there's a way that we as consumers and coaches might be able to tell a difference between if we saw marketing business and mindset coach in a row in a triangle like what do you think we can do to decipher what those people do how can we help the people who are looking for us find the right one and what do you think the difference is oh that's a good question um if you're describing a triangle i think i would see it as a venn diagram oh very nice well we should make yeah, this that's oh. wriggling out of that one yeah i'll have that drawn up for the podcast episode because there are there are people sitting in the middle who do all three yeah um i've had mindset coaches purely focused on mindset um, I f- think I'm probably more pure marketing, maybe overlapping the business slightly. Yeah. So if we could all, everybody who's offering mindset business and marketing coach, if we can all agree to use a Venn diagram and place ourselves on it, I think that would help. There you go. Yeah. I'm holding the picture up. 
I think this is going to go out in the show notes. Yeah, I think everybody just needs to sign up to that and maybe pass a, a test, like a questionnaire, where um, we get to say, yes, you're right, you're in that circle. And it's just simple, simple solution, isn't it? <laughs> I think there's an interesting part of that as well, because you, we started the conversation and we're coming back around to it around, it's like, I, I'm a coach, I call myself a coach, you call yourself a marketing coach. There's also mentor, consultant, other types of things. So even if there's a, there's a Venn diagram for business marketing and mindset, and there's probably a Venn diagram for consultant, mentor, coach. Mm. I probably think it is those three as the main ones, aren't they? I heard a useful distinction recently, and that is, um, I presume you, you've probably come across it as well, directive and non-directive coaching. Right, yes. So I've heard that if you're getting accredited as a coach, you have to, to be able to pass... Um, you have to be non-directive so you have to just ask coaching questions where you're saying well what do you think and how do you feel about that and how you know imagine both scenarios and see how both would play out blah 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 yeah that kind of thing which definitely has a place in what I do but there's also a heavy amount of directive stuff that I do Um, and I know coaches who you know they're they're self-proclaimed I am a directive coach yeah I had to pretend to be non-directive to pass my qualification, but I am, an, I am a directive coach. I've got decades of experience and it would be remiss of me not to draw on that to, to tell you what, you know, what I think you should do in certain circumstances. I think that's a really lovely way to say it, isn't it? I think if you're honest and authentic and open and sharing that, that is the best way to be. There's no reason why we shouldn't have directive Um, coaching or people full stop I think when you're able to explain to your client or your prospective client that that's what you might also do that's so helpful isn't it because sometimes you want don't you need directive frankly you do sometimes need to be told (laughs) Um, and then you have the option to take up the opinion or the advice or the guidance of course but other times you definitely don't and you need space and you need reflection and you need all the very non-directive things I really like that um Do you think, Janine, in terms of um, other types of of sort of definitions, let's say, so the main two that we've talked about is marketing and business and we've added mindset. Do you think there's other complications with how we call ourselves things that that consumers and we as consumers as well, like I call myself a consumer in that um, list, there are other complications that we might come across? I just thought, I think any label is open to interpretation, isn't it? Mm. Um, something that has amused me is the backlash against ninjas. Ninja? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, people are trying to, poor, I just feel so sorry for the people who've incorporated the word sort of ninja or you know, something a bit more quirky into their brand. And then they're getting, there's this backlash of, oh, bloody ninjas. And it's like, <laughs> oh, do you know what? They're just trying to be creative and try not to use the word expert. Oh, right. I'm trying to find a different way to say expert or specialist, something with a bit of personality. And I feel like now it's the sort of, yeah, backlash. I think there's probably a trend to to have like a little bit of a cycle, isn't it? It's like um, define yourself, uh, be bold to define yourself. But when you've defined yourself, expect for people to not like some of your definition. And then so you, whether or not you stay with it, it's up to you. But, you know, keep being bold in order to keep finding yourself and don't worry about the backlash. (laughs) It's almost like this constant wave. (laughs) True. 
that's that's the message to come out of this anybody any ninjas listening keep the keep the faith your ideal clients will not be put off that's that's the message and what do they say there's nothing like um even if it's negative publicity it's still still publicity it all cuts through better than beige so when you when you said earlier a bit of porridge i like it when you said earlier about i really like the four things that you said you you mainly like work with people on visibility leads sales and profits and your and your sometimes you know your work with the cash now bringing in that revenue in order to fund some of those other things that's I think where um, for me as someone who calls himself more so a business coach business mindset um, it's really interesting because I would say I work with visibility also around bringing people up and their confidence to show themselves leads around what's stopping you from doing this amazing thing that could have these amazing results sales and profits yes um, because otherwise, you know, somebody can't run their business. So it's so interesting. I think this is where, what do you think about a business type coach coming in and doing marketing type stuff? Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I don't see an issue with that. Um, oh, yeah. I just finished up with a business coach and some of the stuff she was telling me um, is what I tell my clients. And it's just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're right I, that's what I tell my clients maybe I should practice what I preach it's <laughs> difficult to do it on your own yeah so so difficult to do it on your own um I think marketing is a huge part of any business um almost synonymous as we're finding out with trying to define almost because your marketing is um what business are you in you know who are you in business yeah. to serve how are you going to serve it how best are you going to serve them yeah and how to get your message out is a very very small part of that right um but still very important yeah but yeah i think it's i don't see how a good business coach would not touch on marketing yeah and and likewise i don't see how a good marketing coach doesn't touch on anything to do with business as well and um it's an interesting one about how we define ourselves and, and call ourselves, isn't it? What would you say, Janine, if someone is either listening now or is around your sphere or mine and they are struggling with what to call themselves? They're not sure if they're a marketing coach or a business coach or even mindset. What would you say to them? Well, I can speak from experience. You just have a best guess, <laughs> shove it out there, and then see how it feels and see how people respond to you i just think you know there's a there's a big element of suck it and see um you can pass some ideas by an ideal client or two or three that's you know the 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 official line that i should say as marketer market research point number three says i should say <laughs> no, point number three says i should you know you should market research but some of it is gut isn't it it's gut stick it out there i think um it sounds like you help a lot of people with that kind of hump of you just got to get, you know, get used to getting stuff out there, overcome your perfectionism, just get it out there, try it. You can change it. I love that. A lot of it is action taking, isn't it? But not Mm. so that you're hustling action taking, just keep taking loads of action. No, take really lovely, intentional, easy, good action that you know is okay. You're resilient, even if it doesn't quite work. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I've, I've put out last year, middle of last year, I put out an offer um, 
didn't, you know, didn't put any sales pages. I just put out on LinkedIn, I'm going to launch this. Who's interested? Got loads of positive feedback. Ah, it sounds brilliant. What a good idea. Oh, it's genius. Not one single person booked a discovery call. So I didn't launch it. Good for you. Didn't launch it. It's fine. And I love that. I love the idea that that's not a failure. That's the test. It is. It's like, you know what? That was completely wrong direction. But I wouldn't, maybe it's just me, but sometimes I have to put it out there first before I can really feel whether it's the right thing to do or not. Yeah. And some of it is about reaction and, and, you know, discovery calls and sales and things. And some of it is about gut feel. Now it is out in the universe. How do I feel about it? Yeah. How long have you been in business again? Is it? Two years officially um, set up. Do you think you would have done that and felt the same a year and a half ago? No, no, that's been part of my... Part of my mindset journey, I've done a lot of work on my mindset. Yeah. Yeah, I've done enough work on my mindset to know that I am, that my ideal clients don't need me to support them heavily with mindset. Yeah, interesting. Mm. I love it. Because, but that idea of you being able to react differently to something that apparently didn't work, and it's not that it didn't work, it's just, well, I tested this thing and that's just not quite the right direction that's so vital to know isn't it because we can internalize stuff like that and it's just like no no I'm just gonna great some people are interested I'll look and see what they're actually interested in Mm. love it so Janine you call yourself a coach I call myself a coach tell me a broader um answer answer this question what can we do as coaches um, to help the industry grow really well, well into the 22nd century. So this podcast gets listened to in 85 years time when we say they had a really good way of thinking about the coaching industry back then in 2020. What can we do? Oh, I think you said it best. You said it best. You said it perfectly when you said we just got to be honest and open and clear about what we're offering. Um, it would help if we were using some similar language, like I am a directive coach. I am a non-directive coach. Personally, I'm a bit 50-50. So I think being clear about that, being clear about expectations, I think it would be helpful to leave behind some of the jazzy, jazzy, shiny object um, fluff. Like what? Got an example? <laughs> Like, um, you see, anything I say is, I, I don't have anything, in, for instance, I don't have anything against early bird deals. Yes. But there is certain um, very emotional button pushing going on in some people's copy, which I just feel like it's a little bit, it's edging over onto the, um, what's the word? it's it's uh it's persuading not so i like i like techniques like early bird when you are helping people to make a decision yes yeah. i definitely want it no i definitely don't yeah but this selling of shiny objects come i have the answer and you are clueless until unless you buy this and oh it didn't work for you well that's your fault yes there is something about that whole sort of smoke and mirrors and you know emperor's new clothes that i can't abide 
and I, I think the following on from that, I would, I would agree with you wholeheartedly. And there's something about, I think, sharing that we don't have all the answers. Like mm-hmm. this isn't about a formula. This isn't about a one step process, easy, quick win. Um, I think that's, I don't know if you'd agree with me, but that's part of what you're saying as well. That's what I would definitely add to it. Yeah, there are no formulas that, that will work for everyone. There are no checklists that will work for everyone. A, a friend of mine um, a while ago, she, it was really influential what she said, it's a passing comment. Um, I was still in the midst of, oh, maybe this course will, will you know, bring me the success I need. And she said something like, um, I decide what I need what support I need and then I pay to go one-to-one with somebody because the rest of it is wasting my time and it's not personalized and I was like what that is like wow that blew my mind (laughs) I just think there's there's very few courses that people actually need to take I think that's really interesting as well and that's funny you say that as well because I have a course and it's a it's a module-based course as well and I've really gotten clear in what I'm selling on that course and saying on that course. And actually one of the last pieces of copy I use on it is this isn't just another online course and it's not just an online course. (laughs) That's my version anyway. I don't know whether that's my excuse, but yeah. There's nothing wrong with online courses. Um, I suppose that's, that might illustrate my point earlier about this smoke and mirrors. Um, If I decide, so I've got, I'm, Instagram profile and there's like 10 images on there and I rarely go on there one week to the next I'm not on Instagram if I ever decided to go on Instagram I would take a course and because I'm clear on my strategy and who I'm targeting and my message I know if I paid 500 pounds or even a grand on on a DIY Instagram course then I would be able to follow it and apply it and get fabulous results yeah if however a purveyor of Instagram courses would make it seem like this is the answer to your business problems because you're not getting enough leads and you can come onto Instagram and get success overnight that would trouble me that I don't like that well I think what happens then is that the person as you said the person who tries to do that does it with a um, less intention than they might have done well the intention is that I want more leads or I want more money um, but less kind of it's more like a knee-jerk reaction rather than a, this is in my plan. I'd always planned to grow yeah, this exactly. in this way and I, I'm doing it with calm and with ease. You know? so it's, it's, on the, it's on the purchaser as well. So I made out that Instagram, uh, Instagram course seller to be a bit um, unscrupulous, but it's, it, is on the, it is on the end user. Yeah. If you are not clear in your own strategy, in your own plan, um, and you make a wrong purchase decision, I've done that, yeah. I've spent... <laughs> so much money on courses that were never going to work for me even on a on a high ticket coach that was the wrong time the wrong person for me at the time and I do not blame that person I blame myself and it was fabulous for learning and I can't even begrudge the money I've wasted yeah I've learned I've learned actually you know when people sort of say um I've spent tens of thousands of pounds so you don't have to <laughs> it's like oh okay <laughs> can you save me <laughs> all that money <laughs> Well, to an extent, yeah, if they tell you not to spend any more money, it might be quite a good. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so generally into the 22nd century, it's being open and honest yeah. and as authentic as we can be. I think there's a there's a, a movement along those lines. I've seen a few people 
trying to do that. Mm. I saw I saw a post recently from Biz Paul. I can't even remember his proper name, but he's uh, he runs Marketed Life, Marketed Life, um, okay. the Nottingham yearly conference for marketers, and he he decided not to use psychological pricing anymore. Okay, he's not doing two nine seven or five nine five. He's doing round numbers. I think that's I think that might be an indication of you know a lot of people making those sorts of decisions yeah and do you think as well it's something about even when you do something as a business owner like as a coach um something i've found that at least my audience tend to resonate with is sharing why you're doing it so almost the behind the scenes as you're doing the thing yeah or you've even done the thing that's so funny because i'm thinking of writing a blog called why i'm why i'm still using psychological pricing (laughs) (laughs) see fine yeah because I, it's open and honest it's like we all know his point was we all know that 595 means 600 and it's like yeah you do but I like saying something that feels like I've put more thought into it I don't yeah. know it's not yeah. it's not all about the customer it's about you as well yeah yeah but that's yeah. the point if you're able to sort of reason why you're doing something I often think the meta of what you're doing is more interesting because it's like let's talk about why I'm about to do this and then I'll do it and then you'll you'll see me actually do delivery of the thing yeah yeah <laughs> amazing Janine thank you so much is there anything else you'd like to share about coaching um in general about marketing about business I feel like we could probably talk until the cows come home but um no I'll let you go it's been fabulous <laughs> where can people find you if they don't already follow you or know where you are come on to LinkedIn because um, I'm not anywhere else, quite frankly. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah, come, and, come and connect with me on LinkedIn, um, linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Janine Coombs. I like the in. <laughs> the in. That's, that's how they do it, don't they? It's in. And then for, I don't know why, it's just to annoy us. Genius. It takes longer. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm sure today is going to be really useful for people who are setting themselves up as coaches, perhaps, or looking for the right kind of coach. I think those two descriptions will work really well um, and be able to see what the difference is between these kind of murky worlds of coaching. Thank you, Jean. I will see you soon. Thank you. Bye. So there you have it. There's my chat with Janine all about coaches mindset marketing and business and since we recorded the chat I've actually gone and developed that very Venn diagram and you'll find it in the show notes as well all open for debate of course and I look forward to hearing what you think about it based on what we described in the episode what I really liked about this was the way that we were able to talk quite openly about the way the coaching world um, is going and how it's changed for us as individuals and for our clients too. I thought it was quite funny, you'll notice in part of the episode where I started talking about my course, it was like I was trying to justify why mine was different to anyone else's, so I hope you caught that bit. I really hope you enjoy today, as ever. uh, I'll find you over on Instagram or on iTunes if you want to leave a review and I'll look forward to hearing what you think. See you later. Thanks for listening to this episode of Coaching Uncovered podcast with me, your host, Emily Hodge. To find more episodes, find me over on Instagram at gentle underscore life underscore mindful underscore business, where I share each episode as they're launched and hear your comments too. You can find the podcast on iTunes and Acast also. Have a great day.